When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You are tuned in to another edition of Americana Music Profiles, brought to you by Americana Rhythm Music Magazine and AmericanaMusicMagazine.com. I'm your host, Greg Tutwiler. Let's jump right in to the next exciting interview. Born in Colorado, Texas-based singer-songwriter Casey Beck has channeled life's hard licks and his experience as a wounded vet into a bold career in music. His latest song, The Machinist, is gaining international attention. KC is my guest on this edition of Americana Music Profiles as we talk about his military career, his pursuit of music, and the work on his latest album. Well, hi, KC. Welcome to the podcast. I'm glad we could work this out today. Appreciate you for having me. Yeah, man. Good to talk to you. So uh, you're in uh, uh, Texas, is that right? Yeah, I'm uh I'm outside of Austin. I'm in a little town just uh on the northeast side. Yeah, okay. Cool. Austin, uh do you you get to well, obviously not not right at the moment, but uh, do you get to play no, there? Not right now. Do you get to play <laughs> yeah, there? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Um so uh we're going to talk about some new music that you've got coming up and and uh but if if we can, I'd like to dial it back just a little bit and talk about your your career and, and kind of how all this thing got started. You you started at a pretty young age with your dad. Is that right? Do I understand that correctly? Yeah. Well, so uh, it even goes farther back than that. Uh, the, the first like public stage I had was uh, a few thousand bikers at a uh, Baron's toy run. Uh, I want to say 1993 ish. Okay. So I was eight, seven or eight years old. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the summer of 93. Uh, and there were, I mean, thousands of bikers it was a big toy run they did every year in western colorado and then uh you know as far as playing guitar i really got into playing guitar around that age and then uh i got good probably age 12 age 13 and uh i've gotten better over the years <laughs> so were you was your dad in a band was it uh, kind of a duet thing my dad, well my dad's been doing music off and on uh basically his whole life he played for uh i mean he was 14 years old playing for uh, some bigger guys that, that used to tour with like uh probably glenn campbell types and stuff back sure. in the 70s and 80s yeah yeah and uh i can't remember the main guy that was he was kind of a big uh hit in colorado my dad uh, played bass on a lot of his albums yeah cool so my dad was kind of doing the ses- the sessions thing as a teenager okay so where did where did the um where, where did the career start for you kind of more in the professional mindset? You, you played through high school and, and, and into your young adult years, I'm assuming. Yeah. So, uh, in high school, I was kind of competitive. Uh, my main competitor in high school is now the sound guy for, uh, whiskey Myers. Okay. Uh, that's Cody, uh, Cody J Simpson. Yeah. Me and him used to just try to one up each other and his brothers were doing bands. And, uh, you know, Cody's, uh, Cody and I, we both started out kind of, more hard rock and stuff, you know, learning how to do licks. And then, uh, we've dialed it back, you know, and, uh, he's on with whiskey Myers and stuff. And, uh, we, we talk occasionally, but, uh, it, it's kind of morphed in this kind of 
you know, I thirty five country thing. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I got I got to Fort Hood in two thousand five, and I was like, "Hey, man, I'm right outside of Austin." And uh, so I did my first album while I was uh, a PSC in the army. There, uh, that was the Cove uh, the uh, Cove Studio Sessions. Sure. Uh huh. And then uh, shortly after, I went to Nashville, and I was talking to Broken Bow for quite a few months there. And then uh, Kathy Walker with the K was one of the big song pluggers, and she was plugging me to uh, VNA Nashville, and uh, and uh curb records at the time so she was trying to get uh one of my songs and it got held for like six months i mean it just sat there so, so yeah and and did i did i understand correctly there was an issue with you being enlisted causing that to not yeah go through so broken boat broken boat was talking to me uh their only thing they ever complained about they're like man you're too it, it, it's a little bit rock based but we could probably work with that and then uh and then the next thing was uh, then they find out, so what's this deal with the military? I'm like, well, I'm enlisted at Fort Hood. And they were like, oh, we can't talk to you anymore. We're sorry. And I was like, uh, okay. <laughs> so <laughs> I, it was like. Yeah. Yeah. That's, you know, a, that's a new one. I hadn't heard that before, but uh, I, I'm assuming there's all kinds of policies that we're unaware of. <laughs> yeah. that that I mean, it was a new one on me, too. At 20 years old, I'm like, wait, I've done all this work. And now, I mean, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, it was a. Uh, uh, I mean, that was hard, but, uh, you know, I got injured shortly thereafter, and uh, I tried to stay in a couple times, but I ended up finally getting out in 2007. Uh, and then I went to Iraq, and I actually uh, paid for my album by contracting in Iraq. And uh, I did the My Car, My Guitar album, and uh, during that time, we got in a, one of the songs uh, got in a movie, and, you know. Yeah, yeah. So tell, tell me about the run-in with Brett Michaels. I found that kind of interesting. Yeah, yeah. So it's, a, it's a funny story, but uh, Brett Michaels comes to play. I want to, I want to say it was Al Assad, uh, but I'm working there. I'm a mechanic for the uh, Marine Corps uh, as a civilian, but I, w I was working side by side with them. I go to the show. They're like, "Hey, Brett Michaels is going to be here." I'm like, "No way!" And I'm like, I get up there, and uh, it, interestingly, I think he I, he like gestures to me. I thought he was calling me on stage. He didn't, but. Uh, either way, I was over by the stage, and the, so when the show ends, we hang out. And it starts out, he's like, hey, you know, i got to get going. I was like, oh, okay. You know, he's like, but man, that guitar's really nice. So he starts playing my guitar. And I was like, <laughs> and then the Air Force uh, the Air Force MWR girl comes over. She's like, hey, can you sign that? And both me and Brett at the same time are like, oh, no way. It's a beautiful guitar. I'm not signing that. I was like, man, so, and I'm saying basically the same thing. I'm like, that's my graduation present. No way. Yeah, yeah. They're, she's like, well, what about what about the guitar strap? You know, and we're both like, okay, yeah, cool. So he signs it, and uh, and then it's like, you know, 15 minutes goes by, and he's like, man, I got to get going. And then, uh, but he starts talking again, and we start talking and talking. And he's like, so your dad did this, and you know, uh, just different stuff about music. And then, uh, and uh, he was asking me where I grew up, and I was like, oh, you know, Kansas City, and you know, a little bit of Colorado, and back and forth. And there's like another 15, so about 45 minutes total goes on. And I finally got to say, because I know they're like the band's gesturing for him to go. I'm like, hey, man, I think you got to get going, Brett. And he's like, oh, yeah, man, you're right. And then uh, so he's walking off the stage with my guitar. I'm like, hey, Brett. He's like, what? I'm like, my guitar, man. <laughs> he turns around and hands me the guitar and is like, I haven't <laughs> talked to him since. Wow, that's funny. So did did that prompt a song? Did I understand that right? Uh, no, but I've, uh, I've, I've fiddled with it. One of these days I'm going to... 
you know, I, I fiddle with some different stuff there. One of these days, I'll I'll make a song out of it. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a cool story. So it's definitely sounds like there's material there for a song. <laughs> oh yeah, man, it's it's a perfect country song. Yeah, maybe you could get him to jump in on as a uh, uh, as a co-creditor or something. <laughs> Hey, it'd be cool. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about your songwriting process. Uh, obviously, you've got all these kinds of different world travels and experiences. How does all of that play into uh, when you sit down to craft a new song? Well, I mean, one thing about me that, I mean, the people that are in my inner circle, they all know it. Like, I've had this outrageously crazy life. Like, uh, I mean, even getting injured in the military, even with that, I still stuck it out. Went to Iraq for three years. I almost got killed a half dozen times. Uh, I literally almost got mortared in this, uh, with a girl who was my girlfriend, like four or five years prior, you know, like we literally almost get killed together. So there's Jeez. a song in that at some point. And, uh, what's crazy is I'm still friends with her grandma, like really close with her grandma. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, we like, we like both, both lied to her grandma. We're like, no, no, we were fine. I was like, but no, both of us know the truth. Uh, and there's, there's still video of the fire of, uh, about 50 to 100 yards away, uh, a trailer caught fire and blew up, and wow. it was pretty wicked. Uh, so, I mean, that, it, weird stories there, you know, and just I accidentally got uh, deported from Belgium because I didn't have the right pass to get on Chevers uh, Air Force Base or Shape NATO. Uh, just all these weird things have happened. And uh, people who know me are just like, man, like, only you it would happen to, you know? And I was like, <laughs> uh, I, I mean... It just happens like that, and I just think that it's because I'm really steady and I'm really consistent. I just keep doing stuff. Uh, every day is never the same as the last. Right, yeah. Uh, and in my song process, what I try to do is I try to do all true stories. So every song I've ever written, if you listen to them, they've got some, there's like 90% truth and maybe like 10% like a, uh, a coded message in them, you know? And uh, so like, in case in point my recent song the machinist is uh was written for a guy i was in iraq with his brother has cancer and his name's uh, uh tommy mcgordy yep and uh the guy i was in iraq with his name bill and me and bill go back to iraq and uh he was like hey man can you dedicate a song to my brother and i was like well you know tell me some stuff about him and he did and uh so i wrote the song and only one section in there is basically about me and that's you know grandpa passes uh steady hands down to me uh, you know, along with this guitar, uh, you know, and that, that whole part there is my grandpa did leave a guitar to me and grandpa passed away after like five bouts of cancer. He was a, he was a tough old man. But, mm. uh, other than that, the whole song, you know, every other song I've ever done has been a true story. Do you, um, when you sat down to, to put these songs together, um, you know, in a sort of a completed fashion, are you drawing on notes, or you just kind of sit down and let, let the memories come back and put it together that way? Is there a do you have a method to it? Yeah, yeah, okay. All memories. Recently, though, for some of the rhymes, I've finally started actually uh, writing down. Uh, you know, just kind of jotting down a list of rhymes, words that rhyme with uh, like the main verse. Right. But other than that, it's it's all memories. I'll sit there and uh, I'll be working. Something will happen, and I'll be like, "Man, you know, that's the darndest thing." Hey, let me write that down. Yeah. And yeah. then, uh, you know, usually, usually it starts with a chorus. And and then uh, I'll build on that. The the new song or the song that's out, the machinist is is this, and and then you you sent me notes to a new one that. Um, that you yeah. that you just finished putting together that's pretty timely with uh, all of the uh, COVID and pandemic situation. Are, are all of these 
parts and pieces of a new record that's on the way? Yeah, they are. Uh, I'm kind of putting a, I mean, I've been putting it together. It, it, I started uh, writing this with a guy. I mean, I wrote it all, but I've been just kind of working on it with the music. And I work with a guy out of a House of David studio in Nashville. And, uh, and then I do the rest here in Texas. But we just kind of been putting some stuff together. And uh, I've got like four more songs other than that that i got to put together. And we've got a full album. Okay, that's awesome. And I don't have a name for it yet. And I also got a Byron Hill song. Uh, Byron Hill and John Rich pitched, they pitched a song out to Nashville. A guy pitched it to me uh, like 11, 12 years ago, and I couldn't afford the licensing then because it was really expensive. Uh-huh. Uh, you had to pay you had to pay 10,000 units up front and stuff like that. I just couldn't afford it, and then I just happened to find out this song never got done, or it got done in Canada, but it's never been done in the U.S., and uh, I reached out to Byron Hill's publishing not knowing I would actually get a hold of Byron Hill. Wow. And, uh, you know, this old man calls me and goes, Hi, this is Byron. I'm like, uh, yeah. And he, you know, he's really calm. And he's like, uh, I was just calling you back. And I'm like, okay, yeah. Uh, uh, I'd like to do the song. And he's like, well, that's great. He's like, yeah. And, uh, and you walked me through, even told me how to get the Harry Fox license yeah. and everything. He's like, I think I still got the original, uh, demo tape that John sang on and everything, you know? Wow. And, uh, he sent all that to me and we've got the song basically ready to go. I just got to sing on it. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. Do you, do you have a yeah. a, a, a target date for when you'd like to have the record out? I'm thinking November. Okay. You know, I don't want to I don't want to mess up uh, the machinist charting in Texas specifically. Right. But, uh, I'm thinking November for that. And the your music has kind of got this uh, gritty, edgy country feel. Is that is that where you're finding the the song tracking with folks that are into that style of music? Yeah, I mean. That's kind of me. Like, I, I'm a real, uh, I mean, we sat down the other day. There's another guy I work with, and it's like, we were talking about it, and everything I've ever done has been dangerous. I've never had a, I mean, I was I was armed security in the Capitol. I've been a cop. I was a roadside investigator. Uh, so the music is really how I am. Uh-huh. I mean, I'm not I'm not the skinniest guy. Uh, I, I'm unassuming if you don't know that I, I've done, like, I don't know, seven different types of martial arts. Right. I've done all the combatants in the military. I mean, people people have, you know, tried with me and gone, oh, I didn't realize you could do that. I'm like, yeah, you know. Uh, but, I mean, I'm just a real unassuming guy, but everything I've ever done has been real rough around the edges, right. and my music's just, it's kind of where I'm at, you know. Yeah. I'm really rough. What what kind of audience do you find responds to that? Uh, obviously, pre-pandemic, pre, uh, but when, when you're out with your music, where do you find it resonates the most? I mean, I, I am finding that I'm getting a lot of the Cody Jinx, but uh, there's also a, I mean, I'm hearing there's a softness that some of the uh, John Randall guys like it. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, I mean, it it's country with a little bit of grit to it. Uh, I, I mean, I definitely think that I'm a spokesperson for the disabled community. I'm literally, I mean, I'm about as beat up as it gets to be able to even do this. Uh, yeah. The part we didn't even go over, and it it kind of goes with the memory side, is uh, when I came back from Iraq, I couldn't remember any of my lyrics. Oh wow! And that was like a eight. That was an eight year, nine year battle with the VA, and uh, we uh, part of it was that I couldn't breathe, so I I had no oxygen getting to my brain. Uh, some of the other stuff is hormone. I mean, it's all related to injury after injury in the sure. military, and then uh, contracting didn't help. Uh, so, you know, it's. I mean, people that hear the story are like, man, you know, and then I, my uh, kind of like my coworker, 
the one I work with in music all the time is Deanna Wheeler, and she's also a disabled vet. And both of us have almost identical stories. So mm. we we kind of run ideas off of each other and, uh, you know, really trying to be there for the disabled community. Yeah, sure. Right. Well, uh, certainly they uh, need all the um, positive attention that they can get. And, and in the world today, anybody that can offer the kind of help that, uh, or, or at least in the spotlight type sense that you're offering is certainly advantageous for those folks. Yeah, and I, I think that it's going to grow. And, I, I, you know, I think that I look at the backstory of it, and I think that a lot of people, once they realize that, hey, man, like, I mean, you talk about paying dues. I don't think anybody's paid more dues over time than I have. Yeah. That's like, <laughs> I mean, I, I'm out here trying and trying, you know, and just trying to hold it together. And it, it, it's hard. I mean, I, I've had uh, the last three presidents have helped me out with my medical stuff for the military. I mean, it's not very many people can say they've had all three presidents do a presidential inquiry. Right. And uh, the the final push, uh, Trump finally got my 100% through with the VA, and the VA kind of gave me an apology because they were like, oh, we didn't realize this. And I'm like, but they've been sending the letters to you for, yeah. you know. yeah years and every doctor has always spoke highly of my record but somebody just ignores something or loses something right. and it uh you know it's frustrating but uh it, it's just the route you know yeah, yeah. Road I'm on. wow yeah well i'd certainly wish you well with that journey for sure tell yeah. me about the the new song the the link that you just sent me um earlier this well, morning so the song's called wake me up when this year's over yep. and uh I think we're just going to put it out digitally, but, uh, you know, I, I think it says it all. Uh, yeah. I mean, if you listen to the song, it, it really summed up COVID. I know six feet apart kind of does, but I, I think it's just got a more straight to the point, you know, right. uh, the bars are closed. We can't do shows, you know, we're out here trying to make a living. Uh, people are going broke, you know, so wake me up when this year's over. And then, uh, you know, I, I got a line in there about let me sleep through October yeah. and I'm not going to go into who I you know, my politics or anything, but you know, I really do think that politics has played a part. Yeah. So let me get through the election. Once the election's over, we can wake back up, you know, and it's like, you know, I, I'm done with the politics. I'm done with, uh, you know, one second we're good. One second we're not. It's just been really chaotic. And I think a lot of people relate to that, you know? Yeah, I agree. I, I think a lot of people on both sides are just tired and, and, and want to want to get back to the life that we were, comfortable with whatever that looks like so yeah i, I totally totally That's get exactly it exactly it yeah so what's uh obviously on the other side of of that song and and we do find some sort of um uh, music life on the other side of whatever all of this is what what is the what's the bucket list for you what what do you what would you like to see happen with this new music in your career and and touring and that kind of thing what does that look like I mean, I think I'm going to go back to the original plan of what I was doing while I was in the military. I mean, the original plan was to be a touring musician. Uh, I plan on songwriting. I mean, I think my I think my songwriting uh, pretty up there. I mean, you know, a lot of people say you know it's vivid. It that you know it just speaks to people as a truth. And I, you know, it's three chords in the truth all over. Sure. And uh, I don't think there's a lot of three chords in the truth. I think people are getting tired if you're in the same old. Uh, on my tailgate, boy meets girl. I, I mean, I, I I got songs that are about uh, you know, like I got a new one that I came up with today, uh, an idea called A Wall, and it's about you know, 
uh, although I didn't go AWOL per se in the military, but it's like, you know, I've really, uh, because I've been stuck over here doing the music, sometimes I forget about family, you know? Right. And I'm, I'm working, you know, I'm a manager in a big corporation and I work all the time. And, you know, there's a lot of times that, you know, you find yourself AWOL. You're like, yeah, you know, I missed out on this for the kids and I missed out on that. And, uh, I think people relate to that a heck of a lot more than, sure. you know, yeah. the same old boy band, uh, country that we're hearing in Nashville these days. Yeah. Yeah. You know, for sure. I mean, it's why Cody Jinks is so popular, yeah. you know, and I respect him for that. Yeah. No, you're right. So if, uh, people want to, want to listen to the new music and, and get a chance to listen to the new song that you just cut and, and some of the other tracks and, and follow what's going on and, and uh, you know, went, uh, watch for the new releases. What's the best way to reach out, get in touch, and and um, follow up with all of that with you? I mean, they can check out my Twitter. Uh, I'll send links out, and that's the singer Casey Beck is my link for uh, Twitter. Uh, they can go to caseybeck.com, and uh, it's out on every. I mean, I'm out there on everything from Spotify, um, Apple, YouTube. You know, yeah. and I'm I'm one of these guys I can be reached. I don't, I don't mind getting mail. It's going to take me a while to get back to them. But, uh, you know, I'll get back to them. And it, every message I see and every message I'll reply to. And it's KC, capital K, capital C, not Casey, correct? Yep. 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 Yeah, like Kansas City back. Yep, good. So, yeah, good. Well, yep. thanks, KC. I, I, this has been great uh, getting to hear your story and certainly wish you well with all of that. And we're excited for the new record to come out, too. That's awesome. I appreciate it, guys. Thanks again for tuning in to this episode of Americana Music Profiles. Find us on iTunes at Americana Music Profiles and on the Internet at AmericanaRhythm.com. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.